0: I'm really excited about this Advent uh, season this year. As we as we look at look at Christmas, um, we we split these up a, a month or two ago and kind of put it on the schedule. And uh, I looked, and there's really no order. You you do love, uh, joy, peace, and hope. That'll be the order that we're going to do it in this year. Um, we'll do hope the Sunday before Christmas. This morning we're talking about love, and uh, I, I want to share a couple of videos with you when we uh, uh many of you know I'm a, I'm a i'm a partner and one of the the founders of mountain music exchange a guitar store here in town been in guitar and music stuff my whole life um but what it's been five six years ago we started this thing we were setting daily goals for the team uh, like sales goals if we if we sold so much we hung this symbol up on the y'all already saw it he's giving it away. We hung this, this, this symbol up off the ceiling and, you know, when they would hit their goal, somebody would get to hit the gong, the, the symbol. and So I got a couple, I, I dug on, you know, Facebook is a good thing and sometimes, you know, it keeps videos forever. So uh, let that be a, a note of warning to some of you uh, that once it's there, it's there um, and somebody's got it and sharing it and sending it. So if you don't want everybody to have it, don't put it there. But I found some old videos. This is from five or six years ago. The team uh, hitting the symbol. I want you to just have some fun here for a minute. <laughs> Woo. Gong time. Ow! Yeah. Oh. And people don't care. Kevin Free Gong Band, brought to you by Jay. Then we got the grand finale. (laughs) (laughs) It became this fun thing we did. um, and it, it was, you know, everybody got a kick out. We'd let customers do it sometimes. We'd let the salesman do it sometimes. Kevin would do it sometimes. Um, and, and I started thinking, uh, there's this verse that we're talking about today. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong. Or a clanging cymbal. You know, that was fun when we did do it like once. And I thought, you think there's a gong solo out there somewhere? <laughs> like a cymbal solo? So I, I searched YouTube this morning, and uh, I think there's one that had like three views. Like I, I bumped it up a third when I watched it. They like texting their mom and dad. Somebody else watched it. You, you don't buy tickets to go watch a cymbal solo. Right? One cymbal. It becomes... Uh, annoying it would become like I think some of our customers thought that was annoying when we would do it but Paul was writing to the Corinthian Corinth the church in Corinth and he said if if you could do everything if I could speak the language if I could speak in all the heavenly tongues of angels and of men but I didn't love others I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal nobody wants that I started texting Emily Addis. She's band director. It's like, bring me some cymbals. I didn't want to do that to you all. So that's what you got. You got just a... Sh- y'all want more of it? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Oh. <laughs> it. Woo. Gong time. Ow! Nice enough. You've had enough gong. You get the idea. This isn't fun. All right, over and over and over. You, you don't want to be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. He said some other things about love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And this is a, a, I've officiated a few weddings. I've played the piano at more weddings than I've officiated. Uh, But 1 Corinthians 13 is a very popular chapter, right, at weddings. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. It's pretty neat as you read this that this wasn't, Sometimes we'll read it and think of it, oh, that's about Hallmark love, romantic love, my spouse love. And he's talking about these things we're going to read in just a minute. It's actually how we should love everyone. He says, love others, love one another. And he says, if you do all these things, if you know everything, you know all God's secret plans and had all his wisdom, but you didn't love others, you'd have nothing. That's pretty pretty difficult and some of us are like what is love still trying to figure it out and we're going to talk about it today if i gave everything i have to the poor and even sacrificed my body i could boast about it but if i didn't love others i would have gained nothing that's pretty strong words from paul isn't it pretty strong words from paul Because it sounds like sometimes we think, well, I gave to the poor, so I love others. I love them. But he says here, actually, you can do those things for the wrong reasons, for prideful reasons. And we're going to talk about what it really means to love others this morning. We're going to read through these verses, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, I believe it is. Let's read them real quick, and then I'm going to back up, and we'll start and take them a little slower. 1 Corinthians 13 starting in verse 4 says love is patient love is kind love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude it does not demand its own way it is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged it does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out love never gives up never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Some beautiful words, isn't it? About love. Let's go back to verse four. I thought what we'd do is have a little exercise of fun here. Y'all want to have fun? No? You can't. Somebody said, I came here preaching, not have fun. <laughs> Maybe we can do both. I got the board again. Who's excited? Who was here last time I used it? Oh, I got some people like it. I thought it would be neat if we took these verses and and, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk us through some ways to kind of think about it. What do I do with the markers? Look at that. That's so what back pockets are for. I got one. I hope it works. Had two. Hope this one works. I think we can do it. Uh, I thought it'd be neat to take like a, a, a hypothetical other, like a name of a person. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you all name this person. It could be your neighbor. It could be somebody you know. Oh, I love them. It could be somebody you don't love, you don't like. I don't know. Just just pick somebody that you can imagine. Just give me a name. Who, who wants to shout out a name? Who we got one over here? Joe. Joe. <laughs> all right, we got any Joes in here? I think. Yeah, we got a few. It's, it's, it's all right. Y'all just hang on. You're about to get loved. We're gonna put Joe. No, uh, let's just go with Joe. <laughs> we can't, can't have two first names. You can't trust people with two first names. Is that what they say? So we're, we got Joe here. Oh, Joe is our buddy. He's our neighbor. Uh, he's our acquaintance. He's somebody we see. And, and so I just want us to, I'm going to write some things on here around this that we can think about of things we should do to Joe, things we shouldn't do about do to Joe, things we should think about Joe. That's in the context of 1 Corinthians 13, all right? This is Joe, and you know, one thing we should not do probably, uh, according to this, it says to be patient. And if we're patient with someone, we we don't really get annoyed by them. (laughs) That's why I didn't put Larry Joe on there. (laughs) (laughs) He loves me. He knows I love him. Uh, don't be annoyed by. Yeah. With, my <laughs> You spoke too soon. That's, that's my daughter saying I was actually, she could read it. And then it stopped by him. Like we should be able to put up with, uh, you know, when we, uh, when there's problems, when there's uh, when, when he, he doesn't do exactly what we want him to do or think he should do like we shouldn't get uh, annoyed by him we shouldn't get anxious around him we shouldn't do those things it says love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude Man, here's one it's kind of hard this time of year uh, for, for Joe we should, we should actually be happy for him see there we go. Now, this is hard. Maybe during the holidays. Right? And we should be happy for him, even when he, when he doesn't deserve it, like when good things happen to him. I didn't pick Joe. Somebody over there did. We should be happy for him, even when good things happen. That, that means even at like Thanksgiving, when your family's a total mess, and then across the street, like it's like a Hallmark movie, <laughs> right? All the marriages are perfect, the kids are perfect. They got all like matching stuff in their Facebook, Instagram posts, and like everything's there. And, and your first instinct is like, my everything's a mess, and this is you. And you, I know how you really are, and what you really did. And I know what's under those, you know, your your smiles and and all that's perfect. And, like, that's what you, is that, no? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but you're not jealous. Love isn't jealous. It's not boastful. It's not proud. It's not rude. We should actually be happy for him. We should be cheering him on. Like, man, Joe, Joe, I am so excited for you. I know that you don't deserve it, but you got a good family. <laughs> and I know you've been struggling this year, and you made some bad, bad decisions, and, uh, and and some things have been bad, but you know what, I'm cheering for you. I believe you can do it. I think you can do it. Uh, and this is really hard. because Maybe maybe Joe isn't the good neighbor with everything perfect, but maybe he's the neighbor that's messing everything up that everybody's afraid he's gonna steal stuff. But we still real love, this is what it does. It looks for the good. And maybe Joe did steal something. <laughs> did he? I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he did steal something. Or, or maybe his kid said, your kid's hair was ugly, and he didn't do anything about it. <laughs> I got one parent in here. <laughs> it's not irritable. It doesn't matter in your own way. It keeps no record of being wrong. We should forgive. we should forget, keeps no record of, that's the hardest one, isn't that the hardest one, especially, maybe even in a marriage, that's a hard one, right, like, you got everything worked out, that fight's over, you, it's resolved, you know, the next week, you're fighting about something else, and right there it is, you remember when the last time you didn't take the garbage out, or whatever it is, right, like, but it it, it forgets, forgives and it forgets it's not harboring ill feelings it's like joe he's the one that stole you remember joe 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 that's not love does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out love never gives up never loses faith it's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance uh this love we have for joe does he have to earn it? Is it on a condition? Maybe it's unconditional. Maybe it's not our choice of whether to love Joe or not based on what he's done or who he is. Or It's unconditional. It says here we should, uh, we're looking for good. We never give up. Are we going to give up on Joe? Never gives up. Uh, what uh, unconditional love is that? Uh, maybe it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like there's hope. You you got that person in your name, in your mind. It doesn't look like there's hope. Maybe it's maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's a child. Uh, uh maybe it's a, a, a an aunt, an uncle, a parent, a sibling. But it says real real love never loses faith. Like never, you you can't look at anybody and say that's without hope. Like real love is always saying there's still hope there. It doesn't mean things are going to resolve and things are going to get better and the person's going to be perfect. But but real love never says it's over. As long as we know Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, like you can't ever be without hope. All right, so Joe has hope. I believe my neighbor Joe has hope. He stole everything his kids talked about my kids he's faking the whole marriage thing he's got he's got three girlfriends there's hope it needs prayers because he got three girlfriends i'm gonna stop letting the audience participate he has hope i'm sorry some of y'all over here uh, can you kind of read that you can kind of see it. you you, you get the idea maybe we also it never gives up maybe that's saying not only if you read that in another translation it says love protects it always protects maybe even when he doesn't deserve it we go fight for him what I want him to get beat up (laughs) we fight for Joe Did I have any others? I don't know, there's more. We could keep, we could keep doing this. 1 Thessalonians 2.8, same writer Paul, he wrote to that church and said, We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, the gospel, the truth of Jesus Christ, and what that means for mankind, but we shared our own lives. This so what paul did he loved him so much he shared the good news and this is what we're going to understand about loving one another and i'm going to get to the, the point in just a second but but i want you to think just for a minute what's the enemy of this what's the enemy of real love that's part of the title you knew we were going to get there number one enemy y'all don't have to answer that sorry that was hypothetical i'm going to tell you i don't know i made it up it's not official. But in my mind, this, this is kind of how it plays out. You might think hate, right? You think love. You think the opposite of love is hate, and that's, that's maybe the enemy of love. Or indifference. Sometimes we don't hate people. We just forget they're even there and just don't care what happens. I mean, I'm being honest. Are you honest? Hate or indifference. But, but these are not the enemy of real love. This is the enemy of real love. This is what will keep you from doing all those things from jo- for Joe. This is what will keep you from loving one another, pride and self-interest. Pride and self-interest will keep you. And you know what they lead? They lead to hate. Well, why do we hate somebody? Because something they did to us. Or, like, it's all, about, it's all about us. It's all about It's all about me. Why do we not care because I'm so busy with my schedule and my thing and what I got to do and my family and my house and my thing and, and, and my event and my kids and my, my I mean, just my, 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 leads to indifference. Here's what the pastor, uh, Pastor Aaron Minnikoff said about it. Pride asks how we look instead of how others feel. It's fed when the preacher longs to be heard by a larger crowd or when a friend demands being loved the most. Pride demands attention instead of giving encouragement. It swells when a leader covets the last word or when a father intimidates his family into silence. Self-interest bends over backwards to make our lives more comfortable. It reminds us how inconvenient serving can be. It flourishes when we won't say or do the hard thing. The longer I'm in ministry, the more aware I am that pride, arrogance, and self-interest, they won't go down without a fight. Like Rocky, they just keep punching. But those who won't fight back with fierce jabs of love are quite simply nothing. I'm going to ask you just for a moment to search your heart. If you say, well, I'm not loving people like that. It's really hard for me to do that. It's because of what's on the screen. Now searching for what, what are your most prideful and what's evident in your life. I mean, this is as fun as pulling a splinter out of your foot or something. <laughs> right? Like, what, like you can ask yourself the, the, the questions like, uh, are you distraught when you aren't recognized? Well, I did that and nobody even mentioned it. Are you bitter if you don't get your way if you're not in front or if you're on like it just but I wanted to eat there and so I'm just not gonna have fun eating here. <laughs> Two great places to check out like where where's my where, where am I on my priority list? Is, is your time and your money, right? Like where am I investing my time? what's my schedule? What's my calendar look like? What, what, what am I doing with my money? Am I hoarding it up? Am I just buying the next Hobby Lobby thing that we'll throw out next year that, like, is just filling up? Like, is is that where it's going or is it going to, like, change things? Is it with a heart of service in mind? There's another great verse in First John. I'm going to read a passage here. 4 We'll Starting four seven through eight. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. I don't, I don't want you to think back at the first of chapter 13 when, when Paul says, if you don't love one another, you're just a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. If you, can, if you know everything God knows, but you don't love one another, you're nothing. If you give everything to the poor, you're nothing. I don't want you to think that's an action thing because love is both in the heart and hands. It's an action. It's a choice. It's a decision. It's not just an, a, a, a warm, fuzzy latte. It's hard do doesn't quit, like even when it's not easy, when it feels messy, when it shouldn't go on, love keeps going. But the, the, what he's talking about is a real love you can only have when you are in Christ. Okay, he says anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. So, so what I want you to do, and some of you won't have to because your name is Joe, I want you to imagine your name in this circle. Why, do we, why are we trying to love Joe like this? Here's a little uh, blank. There's your name. Just squint and you'll think, oh, it says whatever your name is. We're try- we, Paul says we could love Joe like this because God loves you like this. He's not annoyed that you messed up this week. He does not want you to fail. He's cheering you on. He's happy when good things happen to you. He sees the good in you. He made you. he forgives forgive you. Your sins go as far as the east is from the west forgets it all you're like carrying baggage in here you're feeling bad about and God's like I don't even know about that you I've already forgiven you for that let's go you don't have to earn it you gotta accept it but you can't earn it not by the good deeds you've done not by the absence of bad things not by being mediocre He's not giving up. He is hope. We'll find out about that in a few weeks. God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have Eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God. But that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. This is Christmas. This is love at Christmas. What what I want you to understand. um, Is that all of this was. This is aspirational. I, guess I would love for you all to be just like this with everybody. You're never going to do it. You, you need to try and do better. But this was just theory. This is aspirational. I would love to be like this. I don't love everybody like this. But the, the, the day that Jesus was born... This moved from theory to reality. He walked in the flesh and did this perfectly. He loved people everywhere he went. He stayed with Peter. Even though he let him down over and over, and he'd be quick, and he'd, he'd, he'd cut somebody's ear off, and he'd deny him three times. And then when, when Jesus was, was gone, he just went back fishing, and he's out in the boat. I mean, Peter, is the, he stayed with Peter. He knows how to do this, and he did it. He crossed the Sea of Galilee to get to the demoniac that everybody else was scared of, the naked guy in the graveyard. How many of y'all going there this evening? How many of y'all going to get in a boat and go across a huge sea just to get to the one guy to ask him his name and help him and change his life and say, go tell everybody, i got other stuff I'm going to do. He saw 5,000 people hungry and fed them. He lifted Peter out of the water when he started to sink and when he doubted. The Last Supper, he passed communion. He washed Peter's feet, but he also washed Judas' feet. The one that was getting ready to betray him. He submitted to his father's will instead of his. He looked at those crucifying him. And he forgave him. He asked his father to forgive him. There's two things you got to do. One, in order to, to start to even begin to try to love like this, you got to accept, to reap the benefits, to be loved like this by God. He loves you so much, he gives you the choice to choose. To accept his, this is a gift. Love is a gift. Like it's unconditional. Just on your repentance and faith. Just you turning it to him and saying, no more is all about me. I believe in you. Your life changes. So the, the first step to loving one another, this is, this is not a, a feel good where we're just going to get a bunch of people together and say, we're going to go love everybody. That, that turns into a clanging symbol. If we're not sharing the good news in the middle of that. If Jesus isn't the source of that. If we are not sharing the gospel in the middle of that. Why are we loving you? Because Jesus loved us. Let me tell you about a man who loves me. He's for me. I messed up. He doesn't care. He still loves me first, got to accept that truth in our own heart and be loved by him. Because nobody can love you like he can. And then from that, we got to take that and share it. It's that simple. At the end of this, 1 John 4, 11 and 12, it says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. If our neighbors are going to see God, how are they going to see him? But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. God, I'm so thankful Uh, this morning. for the gift of your love. I am so thankful how you came and you became 100% human. You felt pain, you felt depression, you felt fear, worry. John looked at you in the book of John and it said, and Jesus was troubled in spirit, he could see the toil that was upon you. Yeah, so thankful that what we can never do, that what Christmas represents, is this gift of love to mankind who were separated from God, who could never live up, who could never love like this. And you came and you lived and you set the perfect example, both to follow and to accept. God, my heart, this morning, I'm just so thankful you love me. I don't deserve it we don't deserve it but god if you love us like that let us wrap our arms around the gospel let us search our hearts for pride and self-interest and the things that are keeping us from seeing and caring and loving for our neighbor like we should maybe our own family like we should God, show us the ways we can share our lives. Paul said he, he shared the good news and he shared his life with them. The the place, the times we can grab a cup of coffee with somebody, the times we can open our, our homes for a meal, the times that, that, that we can catch somebody after service and tell something intentionally to them that God's put on our heart. A note of encouragement, whatever it might be, show us how we can share our lives with others so that, your love would be fully expressed and manifested in this place. God, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.